Hello, welcome to Perry on Privacy. Today's episode is episode number 49, and I'm going to be talking about a post from privateinternetaccess.com uh, by Danica Sergison, and it's about the uh, TV add-ons uh, app, uh, about a legal battle against the Canadian media giants, demonstrating uh, sort of consequences facing developers accused of copyright infringement. So many people will know the uh, TV add-ons uh, app from the uh, Kodi media player, those Android boxes to, to watch uh, various shows and movies. Well, earlier this year, a coalition of Canadian media groups, including Bell, Rogers, Quebecois, and the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, presented a controversial proposal to the Canadian telecommunications regulator to implement a website blocking system and independent agency to respond to online piracy. While the Fair Play Coalition is seeking additional tools to respond to privacy and copyright infringement, the recent legal struggles of Canadian software developer and founder of TV add-ons, Adam Lackman, illustrate the effective and severe tools currently available through Canadian courts. Lackman's experience highlights the potentially severe consequences of being sued for copyright infringement, even before claims have been heard by the courts and tried on their merits. Last year, Bell, Rogers and Quebecor filed a lawsuit against Adam Lackman as the founder of TV add-ons, which he describes as a software platform for accessing free open source add-ons for the Kodi media player. These add-ons are submitted by independent developers and some of the add-ons available prior to the lawsuit were alleged to infringe on the plaintiff's legal rights under the Canadian Copyright Act. While the matter has not been tried on the merits, this makes the proceedings to date and their impact all the more concerning. Adam Lackman first learned that he was being sued by three major Canadian media groups when bailiffs arrived at his home on June 20th of uh, 2017. They came accompanied by computer technicians and a bearing a court order that authorised them to search for and access, seize evidence in support of a civil lawsuit that claimed commercial damages under the Canadian Copyright Act. In addition to seizing Lackman servers, domain names and social media accounts, the order known as the Anton Pillar Order also allowed the plaintiff's attorney to question Lackman about the operation of his website, TV Add-ons. So an Anton Pillar order is an extraordinary procedural remedy available in Canadian civil law, which came before the Supreme Court of Canada in a Selenese Canada Inc. v. Murray Demolition Corp. A 2006 case. They were sought on an ex part basis, which means that only one party applied to the court for an Anton Pillar order to be granted. The target of the order does not need to be notified. Before the order is executed, the defendant does not have the opportunity to challenge the arguments in favour of granting the order or to respond to the evidence prevented by the party requesting the order. Failure to comply with an Anton Pillar order can lead to contempt of court charges. After the Anton Pillar order was executed against Lackman on an interim basis, the plaintiff sought a declaration from the federal court that the order was lawfully conducted 
and to convert an interim injunction obtained to prevent TV add-ons from continuing to operate. So on June 30th, 2017, Justice Bell issued a decision revoking the Anton Pillar order and injunction, finding that the plaintiff's case did not meet the threshold necessary to justify the order. Justice Bell also stated that if the injunction was upheld, it would neutralise Lackman's business and cause significant financial harm. However, the plaintiffs appealed the decision, and on February 20th of this year, the Federal Court of Appeal set aside Justice Bell's order, issued the injunction, and declared the Antoine Pillar order to be lawfully executed. The Federal Court of Appeal held that the Justice Bell misapplied a relevant section of the Copyright Act and made factual conclusions not supported by the evidence. The Federal Court of Appeal also awarded costs, requiring Lackman to pay the plaintiff's legal fees of $50,000. In an online post, TV add-on states that the plaintiffs have since returned to Lackman's house with a court order, seizing property to sell in order to satisfy this debt. Since the seizure of the original domain name, TV add-ons has relaunched with new ownership and a stricter submission policy requiring open source add-ons to have easily verifiable licensing, criteria which Lackman says can be difficult to meet. As an example, he cites occasions where submitted add-ons have scraped media content from YouTube channels owned by production companies, or where content may be appropriately licensed for sharing within one country, but licensed differently in other regions. While DMCA takedown notices can help companies identify and remove infringing, con infringing content to comply with US law, takedown requests are not required in all circumstances under Canadian law. Lackman notes that he never received a takedown request from any of the companies suing him. Although Lackman's case has yet to go on trial on its merits, the proceedings today offer a strong cautionary tale for companies, projects and developers working in this space. Without access to better cost-effective means to verify licensing and identity infringement on platforms with user-submitted content, even well-intentioned projects can face substantial financial and privacy-related consequences before any alleged infringement can be proven. Well, that was a post from uh, Danica Surgeon at privateinternetaccess.com. And Danica is a Canadian lawyer, online community manager, and tech enthusiast. She often writes about uh, the law, privacy, and the intersections between the two. So thanks for uh, listening today, guys, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.